Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. I also love, love, love to share this podcast with people who are helpers of survivors of abuse. So maybe you have a family member, maybe it's your your mother or your daughter or your niece, maybe it's your best friend or your best friend's daughter, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's someone that goes to your church. We are in a place and a time where there are many resources and we are without excuse. We must know better so that we can do better. So long gone are the days of being able to stick our heads in the sand and pretend that this does not exist. We must do better because statistically speaking, one in three women are victims of physical abuse. That's just physical abuse. But when you begin to unpack the 13 patterns and systems of abuse, I dare say that maybe as many as three out of four women have experienced multiple things on that list. And so when we are speaking, especially about faith communities, I believe abuse is even more prevalent, especially when it comes to emotional, verbal, psychological, and spiritual abuse. And even sexual abuse, I believe, is prevalent in faith communities. So just here to help open eyes and turn on lights and um, go back into the fire reach in and help people who are still consumed by the flames of abuse and pull them out because I myself was once who I was once in that fire and there were very few people that cared to reach in and help me I had to really learn about healing on my own I was very isolated and had to um, begin to experience low and no contact with other toxic people while I was escaping the abuse in my home. I, at some point in my life, childhood and adulthood, I've experienced all 13 patterns and systems of abuse. So while I do not share my story publicly yet, um, I do share enough that you know that I know, (laughs) that you know that I understand. And so um, I just, yeah, I I care passionately, deeply um, about those who are still consumed by the fires of abuse and I want to go back in and pull them out and I want to give them resources and equip them so that they can heal and things that I have learned that I wish I had known 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago that I cannot just keep those things to myself I have to share them with other survivors so one amazing resource if you are a helper so you could be um, a spiritual leader you could be a counselor a coach a friend, a family member who just wants to know better and do better. If you go to my website, heatherelizabeth.org, and you click on the Summit, Safer Spaces Summit tab, that is a collection. It was an online summit that we held back in March. At this time, we have um, 10 hours of content, but two more hours are coming. And this is an incredible way for you to learn from some of the best of the best. So, um, Please click on that. Check that out. Your purchase is um, helping me to sustain what I do. Um, We had a lot of expenses that went into that event because of speaker fees and tech fees and admin fees. And um, your purchase is helping um, just with the sustainability of what I am doing inside my group and the things that I'm creating for the, the women in my group. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is very um, timely for me. And it may be a new concept to you. I know that two years ago, I did not even um, know 
that this had a name. It's kind of a made up word, but it makes a lot of sense. I want to talk to you today about trauma versaries, the anniversaries of trauma. So we are digging and diving more deeply into mental health, into nervous system regulation, into healing of the brain, and just bringing awareness to the reality that the body keeps the score. So you may be just kind of going through life and realize that you're having a bad day. Everybody has a bad day. But you may be going through life and all of a sudden a bad day has turned to a bad week, turned to a bad month. And you're like, what is actually happening here? Nothing necessarily huge has happened. Um, You're getting through the normal things. Life is hard, but you're just in this absolute funky funk funk and you cannot figure out why. It may be, it may be that you have gone through and hit on the calendar the date of an anniversary of trauma. And your body is remembering it even though your brain is not processing it. So things that could be trauma versaries, things that could be affecting you. It could be um, the anniversary of a really serious accident, the anniversary of a chronic illness diagnosis, the anniversary of your anniversary, um, your wedding anniversary, or the anniversary of your divorce date or your separation date, or the anniversary of the date that you lost someone. Maybe you had a miscarriage. You lost a baby. Uh, Maybe you lost a child who was born. The anniversary of um, when the world went sideways. So you think about um, pandemics and global panic and just crazy things that have happened in our world. Think about 9-11, okay? A lot of people were greatly affected. And for years and years and years, 20-some years later, Um, 9-11 is still a very hard day for many people to face. So I invite you to just become curious about what traumaversaries you have experienced and then to be as proactive as possible in making space to care for yourself and to clear your calendar and to rest extra amounts of rest and extra amounts of self-care and self-compassion during those seasons. So I've been working um, for the last couple of months with um, a new therapist and God knew, even before Heather knew, God knew that I was going to need some extra care and some extra guidance through these months. And I am so very grateful. Like when we pick these dates to begin I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, the months of June, July, and August are horrific for me with the memories and the trauma anniversaries. But God knew, and he went ahead of me, and he prepared this provision for me. So I have had someone every Tuesday morning for three months, I've had someone that I can sit and process all of these crazy, crazy things that are going on inside of my mind and my body, and also beginning to understand and implement nervous system regulation. This is the first therapist that I have ever had that has talked to me about nervous system regulation. So that is something I'm just going to be putting out there when you are searching for a therapist. Um, Ask them, do you know how to help me learn to regulate my nervous system? Will you teach me tools and give me just very practical things that I can use when I'm at home and I cannot be talking to you to help get myself from this triggered state 
to a calm, safe, and social state. So that's going to be something that you need to ask as you are vetting and interviewing a potential therapist. So I'm grateful. Um, And I haven't had tons of therapists. I had one when I was a child. I had one right around the point of disclosure. I had one during separation. And so this is actually my fourth. No, no, I had another one after separation. So this is my fifth. This is my fifth counselor. So one in childhood, one 20 years ago, one about five years ago, and then one I worked with for a very, very short time. Um, <laughs> there is such a thing as outgrowing your therapist. So I just want to kind of put that out there. And it's not a haughty thing. It's not an arrogant thing. It's just when you are doing the amount of work that I'm doing and the amount of research that I'm doing, if they don't specialize in trauma and they don't specialize in domestic abuse and you are taking in 10 or 15 or 20 hours of content every week on those topics, you will very quickly, very quickly outgrow. And you'll be teaching, which is fine. You'll be teaching your therapist things. And that therapist was grateful and was open to and receptive to uh, resources that I shared with him. But it just became very clear that my um, time there was uh, that he had helped me he had helped me through that season and now I needed someone who was going to help me with the next chapter so here we are in the summer of 2022 and I am suddenly aware I think I knew all these things individually were difficult but when you put them all on a timeline and you begin to map out when certain things happen to you Whole my word, June, July, and August have historically been so traumatizing for me and have been for 20 plus years, okay? So this is nothing new. This is not something fresh. This is not something, um, there are some newer things that have been added, but the trauma with extended family has been going on for decades absolutely decades and especially the month of July tons and tons of memories of abuse memories of being in settings with extended family where the verbal the emotional the psychological and spiritual abuse were just abundant and even some physical abuse was abundant and then realizing okay also in the month of July, this happened. Also in the month of, you know, beginning of August, this happened. And in, you know, later in the month of August, this happened. And I'm like, oh my goodness, no wonder. No wonder I have felt like this heavy cloud has just been sitting on me. And so I just sat down and made a um, kind of a chronological, not by year, but by the time of the month. And it all really made sense once I mapped it out. And so I'm working, you know, a little bit at a time with each of these things to unpack the trauma. But I also have given myself incredible amounts of grace and space to rest because the body is absolutely worn out. And so this has been a season where I have really um, just given myself that that room to do that. So... um for me, I'm trying to share without sharing too much, you know, you know, that's kind of complicated sometimes. So I shared that the entire month of July has a lot of um, traumatic memories associated with extended family. 
I have um, needed to for the sake of my safety and the sake of my sanity. I have needed to go low contact with most and no contact with several. And that was through a process of many, many years of trying, many, many years of expressing the things that were harmful and hurtful and then being gaslit and having the very thing that that person did to me thrown back on me and being told that I did it. You do question your safety or your sanity. You do question your sense of reality when that happens. Um, that, that happened most of my life. And so you really begin to doubt your ability to remember anything. So a lot of gaslighting and projection and deflection. There is someone in my family who has chosen to use social media to publicly defame me. And I had to, for the sake of my sanity, I just had to completely block because I could not my heart just couldn't take because my heart rate would like it would race and my heart my stomach would flip and I would feel nauseous and I can't I cannot live like that I cannot live like that I have to trust that the people who truly know me and the people who truly love me are going to be able to separate out what that person has said about me but if they don't then they're not my people and so I have had to um just really step huge, huge steps back with extended family because I don't know who believes what about me. And it makes it very, very painful to go into public situations or family events and not know what they've been told and what they think they know about me. And so I just have chosen not to go to those events because it's not, it's not safe. It's not safe. I do not need to, for the sake of appearances, put myself out there and get dysregulated just so someone can say that I was at a family function. So um, tons and tons of those triggers that pop up in memories. My children and I were, were left out of events for years and years and years. And it was so painful. Even though I didn't necessarily want to be there, I still wanted my children to have the opportunity to be around these people. And then I'm like, why? Why? So um, this happened in my family of origin as well as the family that I married into. And both situations were extremely unsafe. And I am even now in later years finding out about the things that have been spoken about me and just hoping and trusting that those who love me know me and they're not going to be swayed by these lies that are being spread about me. And it's amazing how you can endure the amounts of abuse that I have endured and somehow become the villain. It, it baffles me, but I just want to speak to any, any woman right now who is, has endured decades of abuse in your family of origin or in your family that you married into, and you have heard the family sit around and talk about other people, and you know that the minute that you're not there, you're going to be you're going to be the target. You're going to be the one that they're speaking against. And I just want to say to you, hold your head high. Hold your head up. You know who you are. God knows who you are. God saw it all. He heard it all. And he knows it all. Okay? You do not have to prove to your heavenly father what you have endured. These miserable people who are abusers themselves and who are enablers of abusers... They are going to talk about you and they are going to lie about you and they are going to try to turn your children against you, but you hold your head up, you keep your eyes on the horizon, you keep your eyes 
on the hills where your help comes from, the maker of heaven and earth, because he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. And they may not talk about you in front of your children, or they may. Either way, my hope and my prayer is that your kids, my kids, will know who their mamas are. And that they will begin to stand up for their mamas in time. So if you are in that state right now where you have DV by proxy and your ex or soon-to-be ex has turned your kiddos against you or his family or your family has turned your kiddos against you, my heart goes out to you. That is the most horrific pain I've ever endured in my life. But my hope and my prayer is that God will open up eyes and unstop ears and soften hearts and he will return these kids to the hearts of their mothers and to the heart of the Heavenly Father. I pray that over and over again. So a lot of my traumaversaries are associated with hmm, extended family. So um, also the end of July, beginning of August um, is when, you know, 20-some years ago is when that first disclosure came and the double life that my ex was living was revealed. And it is something that my body remembers. Um, funnily enough, um, this is not something that I typically do, but I, I just was able after 20 some years, um, I was able to drive by the place where the disclosure happened and, um, just hold my head up, just hold my head up. I'm not that same person. I'm not the person that I was in 2001 when I got that news. Um, I was strong then and I'm stronger now. So that traumaversary happens. The um, anniversary of our wedding happens in August as well. The anniversary of our divorce is at the end of July. And then also the end of July is a very big event that my ex's family has every year that signifies and reminds me of tremendous amounts, tremendous amounts of trauma. I was hypervigilant and... um, did not hypersensitive. I did not even know what hypervigilance and hypersensitivity were. I did not know what PTSD was at the time, but my main goal was trying to keep my children safe and trying to keep my nieces and nephews safe. So that weekend that we were together every year, I was on absolute edge and, um, there were things that I knew that my kids did not know. And my kids still don't know that I was trying to protect them from, And I am not sorry that I protected my kids and that I attempted to protect other people's kiddos, but I can tell you that event was not in the least bit enjoyable for me. And um, that still happens every year. And just knowing that my kids are in that environment is really hard for me. Even though they're adults now, my mother's heart still wants to protect my kids. So when I say that these months are packed full of memories. Um, wow. It's amazing to me. I say this to women often and I say it to you right now. It's amazing that you're alive. If you were to go back and create a timeline of all the things that have happened throughout your life that were extremely traumatic and then you think about the times in your life where you thought, you know, I just want to be with Jesus. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. 
Most of these people think they'd be better off without me. Let me just go be with Jesus. I can't do this anymore. And many, many women who have been through trauma and abuse understand what I'm saying. It is a miracle that you are here on this earth right now. It is a miracle that you are alive and that you have breath in your lungs and blood pumping through your veins. And I celebrate you right now. I celebrate your will to go on. I celebrate your ability to keep your head up and put one foot in front of the other. I celebrate your faithfulness to your children that you kept going because you knew that your children needed a mama. You knew that your children needed someone in their corner. You knew that your children needed someone who would speak truth to them. Mm. You knew that you were called to be a chain breaker. Years and years and years ago, in my quiet time with me and Jesus, I felt very clearly that he gave me that order, (laughs) that assignment, that mandate to be a chain breaker. That generations and generations of abuse and generations of pain and suffering were going to be broken in my life. That I was going to be called to do something about that. And that my children would also become chain breakers. And so I pray that over you and your kids right now. That no matter how bleak things look right now, no matter how chaotic things are, no matter how dark the darkness seems... You are still a light in this world and you are and you will continue to be a chain breaker. And God only needs one person. He only needs one person to be that person of peace that can change entire bloodlines. So I am just hoping this encourages someone right now. Maybe you just don't even feel like getting out of bed. Maybe you feel you don't feel like facing anything. Maybe you feel like just giving up, throwing in the towel. And I pray that today as you hear my voice that you will feel encouraged. That God is for you. He is not against you. As he has pulled me from the fire. As he has been doing this restorative work inside of my heart. He is going to do that for you. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. I'm not going to tell you it's an overnight thing. It's not. It's not. I've been working at a minimum for six years (laughs) on my healing, but I've really been working on healing for most of my life, you know, in increments. I've been working very, very um, tenaciously and studying and reading and listening to podcasts for the last two and a half years. And that's why I created Held and Healed on Facebook. Christian women rebuilding after abuse because there are so many amazing men and women speaking out on our behalf. There are incredible mental health resources and I had to have a place to share this. And to date, our group is over 2,400 people, women, women, and you're welcome to join us on Facebook and just be a part of that community. We're not perfect. We don't say everything perfectly. There's no one person that I agree with 100% of the time about their approach to trauma and abuse, but If they love Jesus, they love people, and they want to see people get well, healed, and hold, and they have an understanding of trauma and an understanding of the effects of abuse on the body, then I welcome their content into my space because I want you to have many, many resources to draw from, many modalities to choose from, because what works for one person may not work for another person. So today, this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, My question to you is this. Do you know right now what trauma-versaries you 
have experienced or are currently experiencing? Do you have an anniversary date from marriage, divorce, separation? Do you have an anniversary date of losing a loved one? Do you have an anniversary date of a horrific, over-the-top, eye-opening example of abuse? Is there a date when you had to call the police? Is there a date when you had to get a, a restraining order? Is there a date when something traumatic happened to you in your childhood? And I encourage you to just kind of map them out on a piece of paper. You can code it. You don't necessarily have to write it out. If it makes you feel unsafe or you're worried about somebody seeing it, um, code it. But put like the month and the year and begin to be proactive as you approach those dates. Do you have an anniversary of losing a child? Do you have an anniversary of... um, something maybe in high school that happened to you. Um, Map all those out by the month and the year and then begin to be proactive and to extend self-compassion and self-care as you move towards those. You don't have to be completely shut down, okay? You don't have to like make yourself feel miserable. I'm just saying that if you are feeling miserable and you don't know why, it may be. It may be that your body is remembering a traumatic experience. And knowledge is important. And then I say the application of knowledge is power. Not just knowledge is power, but the application of knowledge is power. So once you know, what are you going to do about it? And how are you going to navigate those trauma bursaries? So from one recovering (laughs) trauma survivor to another... I want you to know that you are valuable, you are precious, you are worthy, you are loved, you are seen, you are heard, you are believed. Everything that has happened in your life that has brought you to the place that you are at right now, those things that have hurt you, my heart hurts for you. We do not compare trauma. We do not say, uh, oh, I don't have it so bad because X, Y, Z didn't happen to me. Your pain is your pain. And you do not need to minimize it and make yourself or your pain small just because somebody else has a different type of pain or type of trauma. So honor yourself just as you would a safe and trusted friend. So if your dear, dear friend that you love came to you and showed you her list of trauma anniversaries, would you tell her just to snap out of it? Would you tell her just to get over it? Would you tell her just to pull up her big girl pants and go on? I hope not. Please don't. The same compassion that you would give to your friend. You would probably want to give her a hug. You would probably have tears in your eyes as you look at her and say, "Hun, I am so sorry that you have been through that. You are an amazing human being. You are such a fighter. You are so much stronger than you ever realized. Do that and speak that over yourself. I'm doing this more and more and more and it has really transformed my view of myself. It has really changed. So the same kindness and compassion, empathy, sympathy that you would extend to a safe and trusted friend, give that to yourself. You deserve that. You may be the only person that speaks that kind of life over yourself. I hope that's not the case. I hope you have good friends. I hope you have safe and and a support system that, that stands by you. But many women do not. So you can begin to reparent yourself. That's another concept that I'm just now learning. 
you can begin to give yourself the things that you never had. The nurturing, the compassion, the grace that you maybe didn't have as a child or as an adult, you can begin to extend that to yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Truly, it is. So if you are not familiar yet with these resources, please check out Adam Young, The Place We Find Ourselves podcast. Amazing. If you have extensive trauma from your childhood relating to your parents, I highly recommend the June podcast study that we are doing, we did in Held and Healed. So each month, starting last month, in Held and Healed, I'm going to recommend a podcast study. So during the month of June, we went to Adam Young, the place we find ourselves, and I recommended episode 72 and then episodes 93 through 96. If you are recovering after trauma from childhood abuse, especially pertaining to your parents, that podcast study from Adam Young will bring so much clarity. A couple of points. Don't binge these podcasts. I would just do one a week and I would journal, journal, journal and process, process, process. You can come over to the group and do that. We are going to probably do once a month a live where we talk about these And I would also go ahead and line up a therapy session. And you can even go, um, I think they have a list of resources. Um, The one for this month is all about returning to the pillars of safety. And so um, I am in so much awe of Luke and Lauren Smallcomb. They are with Flourish Therapy. Their podcast is called Filled to Flourish. And they have a series, which is our July podcast study. They have a series about the pillars of safety. So finding your way back to safety, finding your way back to acceptance, beauty, self-compassion, there it is again, slowing down, and embodiment. So there is that nervous system regulation, learning to understand how our bodies work. These are free resources, y'all, that you can just go and learn, learn, learn. Again, I would do one at a time. I would have a journal. I would take notes. You could listen to one episode multiple times and get something different every single time. I've listened to, I think, all of those that I've just mentioned probably three times each, and I still don't fully comprehend everything that's there. Powerful. And so for the months to come, as I am listening to podcasts, I'm going to create this podcast study guide um, each month in Held and Healed. And you can come hang out with us. You can come learn um, from some of the most amazing resources. Also, I am launching a um, nonprofit. It's called the Honor Project Movement. This will help to meet some practical needs for women who are rebuilding after abuse. If you go to Honor Project Movement on Instagram, this is a really cool pro tip. If you go to Honor Project Movement, it's like a blue heart. And you go to the accounts that I follow. You can skip over the, there's a couple of personal, like close friends and family members. But if you skip over those and you begin to see there are about 50 mental health accounts that I am following. Phil DeFlourish is one. Adam Young is one. And there are several others, like 50 some others, that are incredible. So if you just want to get little like sound bites, nuggets, Um, bite-sized pieces of mental health resources, nervous system regulation, go to Honor Project Movement and look at the accounts that I follow 
And just follow my stories in that because I am going to share every single day, you know, anywhere from five to 10 posts that are all about mental health, all about domestic violence, et cetera, et cetera. So those are just some amazing, incredible ways that you can learn about all the things and begin to heal your brain. So thank you so much for taking time to listen today. I hope that this understanding and explanation of traumaversaries has um, brought some clarity. Maybe some of you just have like a light bulb moment. Please feel free to reach out to me um, on Facebook. Heather Elizabeth is my personal profile. I welcome you to follow that. Uh, ladies, you're welcome to join us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. My website is always there with my coaching and my podcast link and my blog link and all the groups and all the things that is heatherelizabeth.org and if you are anywhere near Virginia um, I would love to invite you to the second annual held and healed retreat it is September 9 through 11 here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley Linville Virginia and we still have space for about 30 more ladies. So I would love, love, love to have you. We are going to be talking about healing from domestic violence, healing from childhood trauma, healing from sexual abuse, and healing from spiritual abuse. I am also going to be talking about nervous system regulation, boundary setting, 12 truths to renew your mind as you rebuild after an abusive marriage. We are going to give you so many ideas of ways that you can heal your body, your mind, and your spirit. And again, this is a great opportunity for helpers to come as well. So you're welcome to come and just learn, learn, learn. So Rebecca Davis, Joy Forrest, Clara Hinton, and Faith Ingram will be there to speak. So you're welcome to join us. So my hope and my prayer is that you will feel held even as you are being healed. Thank you. Mm-hmm.